Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Tonight, tonight, baby, the Phillies are going to bring it home. 8.07 is the uh, first pitch. Bryce Harper proving that he is the alpha of alpha men. Staring down that guy who talks smack on him. Oh, I love it. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Great to have with you. Great to be with you today, I should say. I'm excited. I got my Phillies jersey on. <coughs> and a little bit later, excuse me, in the show, we'll check in with our buddies down at Citizens Bank Ballpark, Dan Borowski and Anthony Dorenzo. We'll find out what's going on down there. But you know what? Ticket prices, food prices, all these things are going up these days. We're all feeling the effects of it under this economy. And here to talk about it with us, Dr. EJ Antoni, the official economist of the Zioli Show, and of course, research and economist fellow in the Heritage Foundation's Grover M. Herman Center for the Federal Budget. Hello, Doc. How are you? Rich, I'm good. I'm excited for tonight, man. I know. I know. I mean, did you? last night's game was, I got to say, one of the best baseball games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Tell you what, any time the Phil's bring it home, I, I'm, I'm always thrilled. And I, what, what are the odds they... Uh, uh, they can pull off another postseason with uh, you know only winning at home. I think so. I mean, it's about the the crowd energy, the enthusiasm. I think all those things matters. I, I think matter. I think the Phillies are people that feel that, and I think they react to that. I think Harper reacts to that. I mean, staring down what's his name, who talked smack on him the other night, was the best part of the game last night. I thought. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's uh, let's talk about, though, I mean, everything is more expensive these days. We're all feeling the pinch of it. Uh, Paul Krugman, who I, I guess apparently is a Nobel Prize winning economist. I did not realize that he was. Uh, but he said the war in inflation is over. We won at very little cost. And he puts a graph up. And I learned a long time ago, you can make graphs and charts tell you anything you want them to tell you literally anything that's one of the rules of life i learned it's like a poll you can make a poll tell you anything you want to hear but he puts this up and he says cpi 
EX. So I'm going to ask you what that means. Food, energy, shelter, and used cars. So what does that mean? So the, the X is just short for excluding. So in oh, other excluding. Words, oh, you, right, I didn't see, I didn't right. see that so, coming. Yeah, so take inflation <laughs> and then take out all the things that are going up. In other words... Inflation x inflation, and it turns out it's not that bad. I guess so, not. Right, right. So he says x food, x shelter, <laughs> x energy, x used cars. So look, as long as you don't need to eat, you right. don't need to live anywhere, you don't need to stay warm or stay cool, and you don't need to drive anywhere, you're fine. Everything's great. I mean, what a waste of a Nobel Prize. I, I actually hate this man with an unhealthy level of, of anger. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I really do. That's all right. I hate a lot of people with an unhealthy level of anger these days, so I hear you. Yeah, no, I had to clarify that, Dr. E.J. Antoni, because I didn't know if he meant to say the, the CPI, uh, ex, like, like, exceptionally like food, energy, shelter, and used cars, as in like, we're, we're doing great with all those things. I had a hunch it was except for food, energy, shelter, and cars. So as long as you don't need to eat, you're good. If you don't need to keep your house warm, you're good. If you don't need a house, you're good. And if you don't need to drive anywhere, you're good. You're living large. You're living probably like I would say, like maybe an oligarch at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're homeless, you're living like a king in America these days, right? <laughs> but like, you know, one of the ironies here is that even once you take all of that stuff out, which, which you know, that's a huge chunk. That's well more than half. I think it's about three quarters, actually. May, might be even more than that of the index. If you look at just what's left of the index, it still went up over 2% in the last year. So it's not as if this, this is somehow, uh, you know, like a, a clean fix. Like, oh, there's just a handful of things that have gone up. No, it's, it's most things that have gone up. And even if you're not going to look at that, uh, you still have an inflation problem. All right. Now, why do I care about inflation? If I'm, uh, if I'm just living my life, I'm used to it by this point. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making adjustments for it at this point. I mean, it's not going to get worse, right? Well, I mean, we said that in January of 2021, and it got a whole hell of a lot worse and, and really fast. So if, if you're, I mean, let's, let's look at it this way, Rich. Let's say you're not a homeowner yet, and you're a would-be homeowner, and you're trying to buy a house today. You are, you are looking at a monthly mortgage payment that has literally doubled compared to when Biden took office. So this idea that we can somehow, you know, just kind of get along with this level of inflation, it's not sustainable. This is not, this is not something that is going to allow a middle class uh, to to exist, let alone grow. This is hollowing out the, the drivers of the American economy. Yeah, and, and I also, I'm so tired of people thinking that this has nothing to do with Biden's reckless spending. And I'm also tired of his lies that he cut the deficit. I'm also tired of the lies about how he cuts spending uh, as if there was never COVID, as if there was never this COVID money, as if there was never this idea that the COVID money went away. I'm getting really tired of it. But here's what I do know. Here's what I, I, I really, I, I think is, is, is a factor going into this election. And I think that, that people have realized something about this president. And, and that is that without a doubt, everything that they once took for granted, like little things, I mean, little things. I always think like Ma- Malcolm Gladwell said it best in the book, The Tipping Point, little things make a big difference. Little things you never used to think twice about throwing a pineapple in your cart or, you know, maybe getting the kids a box of tasty cakes. That's the stuff that people are now turning around and going, eh, I don't know if we can do that. And they're also now turning around and going, you know, Friday night pizza, maybe we throw in the microwave pizza or the 
or, or you know, the, you know the, the Tree Tavern or the Elios. That stuff that people just didn't think about, they're now thinking about. And that has ripple effects across the economy that nobody talks about. Exactly. I mean, what people need to understand, people need to remember that inflation is fundamentally a tax, right? It's a transfer of wealth from you to the government. And to give people an idea of just how bad the hidden tax of inflation has gotten today, the average American worker right now is losing more through that hidden tax than he is paying in federal income taxes on his on his hourly wages. Think about that for a second. Biden has effectively doubled federal income taxes. What does that do to consumer spending? It's causing it to collapse. We just got revised data out a few days ago that shows government spending has actually been growing much faster than consumer spending. And that's really what has been keeping the economy afloat. But that's not something you can keep doing forever. And as soon as we completely exhaust the rest of these pandemic era savings, and as soon as consumers start hitting that debt wall where they're no longer uh, they're no longer able to get credit limit increases on their credit cards, for example, they can't get a home equity line of credit. I mean, what do you think is going to happen to consumer spending in the broader economy? It's going to not just slow down. We're going to start declining. All right. So let and then, well, thank God the IRS is there to, to come after everybody. I'm going to turn to that piece you have at the Heritage Foundation. Dr. E.J. and Tony, turns out the IRS is after you after all. I mean, surprise, surprise, surprise. The Internal Revenue Service. Uh, yeah, we, we exactly like we said two years ago, Biden is unleashing them against the American people. Uh, well, that can't be right, Rich, because, you know, everyone in the Biden administration promised us that these uh, this army of 87,000 IRS auditors, they were only going to go after the millionaires and the billionaires. You know, right. they weren't going to go after the American middle class. Oh, and then lo and behold, the inspector general report from the Treasury says, oh, yeah, we can't promise that at all. So it turns out, yeah, they are going to come after the middle class, which is exactly what, I mean, you and I talked about this months ago, how there is no way you're going to be able to get the kind of revenue they're talking about from the small number of billionaires in this country. They are going to have to get that blood out of the middle class. There's just no other way around it. All right, but uh, and when you say they're coming after us, how? And and let's let's talk about a babysitter. Let's talk about somebody who makes crap on Etsy. I shouldn't say crap, but all right, homemade goods on Etsy or any of these <laughs> other sites. I make a stool or something like that. I mean, you you make six hundred bucks. Is that really the threshold where the Internal Revenue Service now has you under under radar? I remember EJ years ago when it was I, you go to the bank and they said ten thousand dollars, right? Ten thousand dollars. We notify the IRS. But now, what are we talking about now? I mean, now we're talking about, you know, even if you're you're doing something as small as, like you said, $600, you, you better be sure that that's getting reported. I uh, just that made that on my own. Listen because- to me. I just made that on my OnlyFans page today. I hit $600. Rich, there's there's so much wrong in that sentence. I don't even know where to begin. Oh my gosh! Look, look at the at the end of the day, you know what what this is all about. Again, is is squeezing once again squeezing the middle class here, and and this is this is essentially a way to try to get blood from a stone because there, there's just no other way. There, there's no other way to get that out of this economy. I, I worry about it. I really do. I, I worry about the Internal Revenue Service coming after people. It's another broken promise. You, you mentioned how Janet Yellen was cornered into admitting that 90% of new audits, 90% of new audits. I mean, there, there's nothing scarier in the world than somebody to get 
audited by the government because they have to turn around now and they got to collect their receipts. And I mean, let's face it, you know, life is tough. Life is complicated. You have kids. It's hard to keep receipts around. It, it gets very complicated. Not everybody has accountants. Not everybody has a fancy software. The word alone just scares people and it scares people into submission, which is something else we've talked about over the years. You know, the people up at the top of the food chain, they've got the accountants, they've got the lawyers, they can deal with this. They're going to be just fine. They may have to pay, but they're going to be okay. But the average mom, average dad who's self-employed, their own business, they're trying to make ends meet. They don't have the ability to do that. They're just getting by. So now 90% of new audits are going to affect those earning less than $400,000 a year. Audits. Imagine that. You're, you're, you know, your family business. You're, I talked to a, I'll give you a great example today. I talked to a family business today. They're a locksmith. And the, the woman there is working. She's the co-owner. She's sick, but she has to be there because it's a small business and somebody's got to be there. That's exactly what I mean. It's that business that if they get audited, they do everything by the book. But if they get audited now, it's going to be a nightmare for them. And just the, the, the process alone is going to be expensive for them. Exactly. And the, the crazy thing is that even when the IRS is wrong, which, which happens very frequently, by the way, it is still going to cost you an arm and a leg. And so often it is actually going to cost you less money to simply pay a, an incorrect tax bill than to fight it. It's just one example, which I mentioned in, in the piece. A, a friend of mine was told by the IRS that he owed tens of thousands of dollars and his accountants uh, and his lawyers just told him, look, pay it. It's going to cost you more to fight it. And he said, no, to hell with the IRS. On principle, we're fighting this thing. It cost him over a hundred grand, but he won. In fact, the IRS ended up owing him money at the end of the day. They owed him a small refund because of a deduction that he didn't realize he could take. But at the end of the day, as, as you already said, Rich, who has that? Who has an army of, of tax uh, accountants and, and lawyers and other tax professionals that can actually fight these kinds of battles for them. They People don't have that. The middle class does not have that luxury. And so they're stuck with just paying whatever the auditors ask for. I mean, it's like highway robbery. You know, all those commercials, EJ, you see with, uh, with, with the guys named William Devane about gold, gold, and you got to keep gold and everything, which Bob Menendez took very, very literally. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to be their spokesman, I think. Uh, but really, I mean, the, the, the dollar, the American dollar around the world as the world's currency, something we've not talked about in a while. As we look at these geopolitical events that are happening right now, and, 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 and you, know, you look at it, uh, nothing happens in a vacuum ever in the world. We know that. We talk about that. I get very worried about this new axis between China, Russia, Iran. I get very worried about the amount of oil that Iran sells to China. It's not like Iran is this impoverished nation that without the six billion dollars that we're in freezing for them, you know, they're barely getting by. And it's a bunch of kids that Sally Struthers needs to raise money for. And, and, and this alliance here is going to affect things. And I worry about the dollar being the world's reserve currency. It is a very real concern, and you know it's bad when you have people like Yellen, who previously had said, oh, no, there's no chance of de-dollarization. It could never happen. And now she says, oh, de-dollarization is a natural occurrence, and we should expect it, and it's easy to prepare for it, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, right, right. These are the same people who said, there's no inflation. There's nothing to worry about. And then inflation was transitory, and so on, and so on, and the lies just continue. But the fact that they're even acknowledging that there is a problem, I think, just speaks to the the magnitude of just how dangerous this is. I mean, there's 70 years worth of deficits 
floating out there around the world in dollars. Imagine if all of that comes rushing home because no one wants to use dollars anymore because they've de-dollarized and now they're using gold or one of a, a plethora of other different currencies, several of whom are, are basically on track right now to eventually be backed by real commodities as opposed to ours, which is backed by nothing except the, the barrel of a gun. The only reason people use dollars today is because of legal tender laws. It's literally illegal not to. All right, last question for you, since we've got a big game tonight. Uh, do you wish you got into the online sports betting business years ago? Because, man, they are killing it, are they not? <laughs> they, they certainly are. And you know, who's, you know who loves it even more are the politicians who are getting oodles of tax revenue from it. Are they real? I mean, they must be, right? That's why eventually when they legalized it, I knew that this would be a big win for them. They, they, they must be killing it because it, I see these commercials every five seconds now for another one. Oh, ab- absolutely. And you'll notice they do it the exact same thing with, uh, with alcohol and, and cigarettes. The things they identify as, quote unquote, sin taxes. They say, we want to try to discourage this behavior. Really? Really? So taxes disincentivize things? Then what do you think happens when you tax income? Great point. And oh, 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 I said last question, but one more, one more last question for you. California's $20 minimum wage. Uh, New Jersey just raised their minimum wage to $15. There's a story that I had from Reason.com. California's $20 minimum wage is going to hurt the fast food workers that it's meant to help. Boosting minimum wages often increases unemployment and raises prices. Is that true? Uh, well, Rich, let's look at what's actually happening. In, in places where you have higher minimum wages, you have higher fast food prices. And on top of that, you have places like McDonald's rolling out completely automated stores. There's basically a technical engineer there to monitor the machines. But a kiosk takes the order. Uh, An assembly line literally cooks and prepares the food and packages it. I mean, we are going to see the disappearance of of the the entry-level job because of these minimum wage laws. I'm worried about it hurting my OnlyFans page, too. Oh, sorry. That was a separate thing. No, I went into McDonald's the other day and I lit- I went up to the counter and the woman <laughs> says to me, I kid you not, sir, please go order at the kiosk. She wasn't even allowed to take my order. Uh, again, like, what are these people going to do when we take away all these entry level jobs? I, I don't know about you. I assume you were like me. But, you know, for the most for the most part, people begin their careers with entry level jobs. We're not we're not born as you know economists and radio show hosts. And so you have to work your way up the ladder. What are all these people going to do, all these young people and future generations, when those entry-level jobs, that first rung on the ladder of success, is no longer available to them? What are they going to do? No, it's a fair point, but I will end with what the great Rush Limbaugh once said. You and I, we are doing what we were born to do, my friend. Dr. E.J. Antoni, as always, a pleasure. I thank you for being the official economist of The Zioli Show. My pleasure. Go Phils. Go Phils. The Rich Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And I tell you about my buddy Tom Skopinich. He is the man who's going to fight for you. Look, if you are injured in an accident, you need a guy who's going to go to the mattresses for you. You know where that saying comes from? The Godfather. Speaking of revenge. Uh, it's one of my favorite lines from The Godfather. We go to the mattresses. But really, that's how Tom Skopinich is. You got to have a guy who's going to fight. 
you're hurt in an accident, you're involved in an accident, you, you, you trust the insurance companies and you do so sometimes at your detriment because they have one thing in mind and that's their bottom line. But you see, Tom Skopinich is different. He's going to maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case because he knows how the insurance companies think. See, he used to work for them. He used to work on behalf of them. So he knows their strategies and their tactics. It's like knowing the Jedi mind trick. And the best part is that he's licensed in both New Jersey and Pennsylvania. So Tom Skopinich can fight for you on either side of the river. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, let Tom Skopinich help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. Prior to starting his own practice, Tom used to work for and on behalf of insurance companies, which gives him a unique understanding of the strategies and tactics used by the insurance companies when they are fighting your case. So contact Tom online at scopelawyer.com, scopelawyer.com, or call 215-624-2211, 215-624-2211. He's a great guy. He's a fighter. He's an advocate. So get what you deserve today. Tom Skopinich, scopelawyer.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Oh, I can't wait for this show to be over today. I really can. I can't wait. I love this job. You know, it's my dream job, but I can't wait for the show to be over. Seven o'clock and not come soon enough. No, really. Because I hear you. And the game's on at eight. Yeah. So I'm glad they changed it. Thank God the Diamondbacks won. Yeah. Oh, man. The Dodgers so are making it close at the end. I was like, no, please don't do this to us. Please. Seriously. Seriously. And then uh, we can go home. We can relax. We can We can get fired up for the game. We can watch it together. What time are we checking in with the idiots? I mean, our buddies down at the ballpark. <laughs> in the 6 o'clock hour. Well, let's oh. check in with them sooner, can't we? Yeah, I thought we were yeah, going we at of, 5, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, 5 and 6. Well. Are they there now? I have no idea. Yeah, I know we can Dan, check in whenever. Dan yeah. left a little while ago. He should be there now. I don't know if they're set up quite yet. All right, well, yeah, why don't you text them? We can check in with them soon. I'm excited. I got my I got my uh, jersey on. you see it? I do. So years ago, when I was on Afternoons in the first time, uh, I had a jersey. They made up a jersey for me. We used to do the show at the ballpark. This is what back when we used to have the Phillies on our station. You know, the big talker, as we used to be called, we carried the Phillies. We were the home of the Phillies for years. And then now, obviously, you know, the whip has it. But we used to be the home of the Phillies. So I would go and do the games from the ballpark. And I would, it was great. It was so much fun. I would do the game. 
and then the game would come on, or even if it was going to be on WIP, we would still do the game from the from the ballpark. And I loved it. It was a blast. So they made me a jersey, and on the back of it, it says my name, Zioli, and they asked me for what number I wanted. So I said, let's do three hyphen six for three to six, because I was on a three, three to six back then. So now the thing's freaking worthless, because now they make me go to seven. <laughs> I'm just surprised you got a hyphen in there. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Right? So it's, I'm 3-6, and I, you know, this this cheap company is not going to give... I mean, sorry, this <laughs> very financially responsible company is not going to um, change the... Can I get the 6 out and put a 7 on? Is it something I can do? I'm or? sure you could go to, like, yeah, like a Lids or something. I think they do jerseys at Lids. Even do they? A hat store. I think something like that. Or even, like, like, a team store, like the Phillies team store, something like that. Anywhere you could buy a jersey... And have it customized. I, I'm sure that you could go in and be like, hey, "Can I get a seven here?" You know what I should do is take the three six out and just put twelve ten. That's a lot of numbers. That is a lot. It's a lot of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Any numbers retired on the Phillies? Yeah, there's a couple. I think there's six. Number one is retired, right? Why would that be retired? Which number one? Um, I got the guy. What's his name? Oh, the guy. All right. That no, guy. I mean, Halliday's retired. Richie Ashburn's retired. Ashburn. What number was, was, was Ashburn? Number one. Number he was number one. one. Okay. See? I look at me with my Phillies knowledge. Boom. <laughs> I'm bad with numbers. You so. people doubt me. I know it's, yeah, it's you Halliday, doubt me. Ashburn, Schmidt. Ooh. Jim Bunning. Jim Bunning. Number 14. Dick Allen, number 15. Can we just can we just relish in the moment that I was right about Richie Ashburn's number being retired? <laughs> no, you said number one was retired, but you didn't get the actual name. I was about to say it. <laughs> I was getting to it. Roy Halladay, 34. Yes, obviously. Grover Cleveland. What? Grover Cleveland Alexander. President Grover Cleveland. Oh, they, uh, yeah. No, it's not It's not the president, but I think it's his son, right? No, Wait, it's is it? Grover Cleveland Alexander is his name. He just, oh. uh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't even have a number associated with him. I think, yeah, I think he was a, a dead ball era guy. They should retire Pete Rose's number. He is not on the list. They, they act like he doesn't exist. Well, the, the whole MLB does. They all go along with it. I'm tired of it, though. As we talk about sports get betting, I mean, Pete Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, Do you all agree on that? I, I can agree. Yeah, I'll get with you on that one. I mean, the whole sports betting scene now, it's ridiculous that he's still getting blackballed like oh, this. It's so exhausting. He never bet against his own team, right? No, he never. No. It wasn't like the you know the Black Sox back in 1919. <coughs> no, you know, this was not it. the Black the Black Sox. This is just he liked to gamble and he was throwing money on games. And, and I, so we're still going to act like one of the greatest baseball players of all time, all time hit leader, <laughs> all time. We're still going to act like the man's a pariah for what reason? As every two seconds, literally, you see a commercial for a sports betting app during the game. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it helps <coughs> cause like his personality. I don't think that helps him. At all, but I'm, I'm in agreement with you that it's time to just stop. You know, he can't be a pariah anymore. I mean, don't no. the Sixers even have a FanDuel logo on their jerseys? Do they really? I, I think so. so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about baseball or Pete Rose, but I saw uh, a baseball that he signed once, and it had his signature, and it said, "I did not bet on baseball" with a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> and from that point forward, I became a Pete Rose fan. I thought that was very funny. Did you really? Yeah, that that is funny. That is very, very funny. Who who are some other controversial uh, Phillies that should get in the Hall of Fame? Controversial? Yeah, controversial. I don't know if there's many controversial. I mean, uh, borderline. I, I know there's a lot of people who want Dick Allen in the Hall of Fame. You know, we, you is, just mentioned him. He's, yeah, he's there. Oh, he's, you mean, he's got a number retired. Yeah, he's not yeah, in the yeah. Hall oh, of Fame. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people are going to want to make a case for Rollins, Howard, and Utley. 
they're all borderline players, mm-hmm. Utley more so. What's his name who follows me on Twitter and we tweet tweets all the time? Oh, says all the controversial things. Kurt Schilling? Oh, Schilling. Kurt Schilling, yeah. He's in, I think. He's in the Hall of Fame? Maybe he's not. I... Let me text it's hard him and to keep in track. There's a hundred thousand people. <laughs> I don't want to insult him though. And be like, "Hey, Kurt, are you in the Hall of Fame?" But yeah, we, no. but he texts me. We, we actually, whenever I fill in for Mark Levin, Kurt Schilling sends me a note and always tells me what a great job I did. Well, that's it, nice. It does not look like he's in the Hall of Fame. He received fifty-eight point six percent of the vote. Again, but that's that's pure. That's purely politics. I think he's off Twitter now. I don't see him coming up. Is he on Twitter? I don't know. I think he they might, blo- he they might got banned or blocked. Yeah, he got banned or, again. He's yeah. He's a. He's I guarantee you that guy. if Kurt Schilling is not in the Hall of Fame, it's literally for his politics. Yeah, it might be because, yeah, he's got a good resume. Six-time All-Star, three-time World Series champ, World Series MVP, and an NLCS MVP. But he, wa- <laughs> he says things which I find to be very, very funny. Now some other guy <laughs> is coming up named Kurt Schilling. <clears throat> I don't think it's that. Is it that Kurt Schilling? Oh, maybe he had a change. No, this can't be the same Kurt Schilling, can it? What are you talking about? Well, I'm on X right now. And it looks like it could be Kurt Schilling, but he's changed his Twitter handle. Oh, to try to deceive Twitter? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. He doesn't mention anything about baseball or anything. Oh, but I think it's him. Yeah, it's the same guy. All right. At Gehrig38? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that would make sense. He must have had to restart, so I'm going to follow him again because I was I used to follow him, and now I'm not, so I'm going to refollow him so he can refollow me. He must have had a change. This is what happens sometimes. This happened to Susie Cool. But, but like this is this is what like he put he put stuff like this out there which pays to remember history when you watch Democrats with KKK in the Democrats insulting uh, instituting early 1930s Nazi policies regarding free speech and hate speech and busting ass to stomp on the Second Amendment grats on pissing a quarter mill on an education that taught you nothing stay hot did you you why'd you have to dump that you can't say the P word yeah I can't no. no. I just got dumped on my own show. Yes. It's an outrage. <laughs> You've been flirting with that line for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, seriously. It was bound to happen sooner or later. Me flirting with disaster? You don't say. <laughs> All right, let me start that over. I'll try to do the clean version. Yeah, do the clean version because I think everyone missed basically the entirety of what you All were right, saying. Fine. So Kurt Schilling tweeted out the other day, pays to remember history when you watch Democrats, KKK for Democrats, in uh, instituting early 1930s Nazi policies regarding free speech and hate speech and busting ass to stomp on the Second Amendment. Grats on peeing a quarter million on an education that taught you nothing. Stay hot. See what I mean? Yeah, and it, it doesn't help that the Hall of Fame is decided by the baseball writers of America. Which is one of the most woke organizations out yeah, there. And, and completely biased. I mean, they, I mean, they just fill out who they want in. They they don't it doesn't they don't really take into account just straight resume anymore. It's just like oh this guy was mean to me back in the day. I'm not voting for him. Oh you're right. That's true. Um, so Kurt Kurt Schilling who's retired right? His number's retired. Oh is it? It should if it's not. Uh, let me see. Give it up to Dutch. But no yeah Kurt Schilling's personality definitely rubs a lot of baseball writers the wrong way. So they will probably you know. But you see that never that's not right though. That should be separate from. I you agree. should leave that aside. I'm right. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. I do that I, in my life. You see, this is the thing, and I always say this to people. Like, they're, like sometimes people get angry at me and go, "I can't believe you go see the Avengers or something like that." And I go, "I don't let politics influence my enjoyment of things. So if I right. like something, I'm going to do it. I don't care. 
I'm not going to not see something if it makes me happy. Yeah. So, but so I'll judge an actor based on how they are as an actor. I leave their politics aside. For example, the guy who plays Captain America does a fantastic job, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. He's a kook in, as far as politics go. He probably would hate my guts, but I'm still going to love Captain America movies because he's a great actor. He's a great, but but they don't have the capacity to do that. They I can say he's a great actor. They can't say Kurt Schilling's a great player because they don't like his politics, and that's what burns me. Yeah, I mean like. If you go see uh, Avengers and Mark Ruffalo's in it, like I, I don't really agree with a lot of what Mark Ruffalo has to say, but also like I'm not turning to Mark Ruffalo for my right, <laughs> my uh, yeah. my my ideology. I he's an entertainer. Yeah, he's an entertainer. Separate the two. He's a very he's a great Hulk. He's a, plays a great Hulk, and he's a good actor. He's a nut on climate change. I mean, he's a coup. But you see, I can separate the two and say he's the he's the guy that should play the Incredible Hulk. I don't want anybody else to play the Incredible Hulk. Edward Norton did it, and I don't think he was that good. He was fine. It was okay, but it wasn't. But you see, they can't do it. They go, oh, Kurt Schilling, we don't like what he says, so therefore he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's a shame because he'll probably go his entire, because you get 10 years to get in, and you have to keep above a certain threshold, which I think is maybe 25% of the vote. So he'll always be flirting with getting in because you need 75% of the vote to get in. Yeah. Uh, he'll always be flirting with that line, but he'll never get in. He'll have to wait till maybe till after he's dead, honestly. To like and, have, have like a, a committee from the 90s that's just strictly evaluating the 90s to put him in, you know, at a later date. Like right now they're putting in people from like the 50s and 60s who, you know, got passed passed over the first time around. But right. now, you know, given some historical context, you can look back at them and be like, you know what? He was he was a damn good player. We should put him in. So we're going to win tonight? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I think so. It's desperation is in the air for the Braves. I mean, you're talking about a historical offense that has fallen flat in its face. You know this whole series, uh, and they're they're going to go down swinging. They're going to go down swinging. I, I think it's going to be a tight game throughout. Like if I was, a, I'm I'm going to bet this, but I would bet it to be a one run game. So I guess Braves plus one and a half, no matter what, because I I, I think you know desperation. They don't they don't want to get eliminated after being the best team in the MLB with a historic hitting season. They don't want to go out like that. The Phillies want to end it at home. They don't want to have to go back to Atlanta, play a winner-take-all, do-or-die fifth game. I think you're going to see a lot of desperation, a lot of great at-bats. It's it's going to be a war tonight. But I think the Phillies, with the crowd on their side, and Spencer Strider not being the biggest fan of crowds, you know, the starting pitcher for the Braves tonight, I think we got something in store. I think it's going to be a close win, but I think they get it. Now, my 9-year-old son, Patrick, pointed something out yesterday, which I thought was fantastic. He said... Dad, I, I, I'm I'm rooting against the Astros because I I think that you know they beat the Phillies in the World Series last year, right? Which I thought was smart, but then he brought up another point, which he said, although Dad, this team seems like it likes revenge. They kind of go with the revenge theme yes. of the show today. So then we had a conversation. My son is so bright. Patrick's so bright. He's nine years old. He's so bright. He goes. Mm-hmm. We had a whole strategy conversation about would would Bryce Harper rather face the Astros knowing that they beat them last year. And I think the answer is yes, only because of what he did yesterday, which is still is my, my favorite story of the day and all the madness we're talking about with you know babies being beheaded and everything else. The fact that Bryce Harper, who's the ultimate alpha male, stared down Orlando Garcia after the infielder mocked him. Bryce is running around the bases, staring him down the entire time yeah. was the best part of that game yesterday, I thought. And not once. Twice. Twice. Two home runs Twice. and stared him down right. both times. I love that. 
Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I I love that stuff. I mean, it helps that they're a division rival. Uh, did you see the Braves are all <laughs> upset though that that quote got out? Uh, I, I did not see that. Oh, but they were upset. Uh, yeah. The the catcher. Uh, he was he went to the media last night. He's like that was never supposed to get out. You know that was never oh, this. Oh, poor baby. And Arcia said something <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. And they're they're looking weak. I mean, they they really are. They're they're running scared. Uh, I mean, yeah. Last time Spencer Strider pitched here in Philadelphia in the playoffs last season, we smacked them. We smacked them. That was that Reese Hoskins bat spike. That was a classic game. That was awesome. He's Strider's coming in here four days rest. You know, pitchers typically get five. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding for the Braves, and I, I yeah. But they're gonna come with everything they got. Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. He also follows me on Twitter. Uh, I gotta say, he's also another guy that probably deserves to be a whole lot more. He put out a he put out a statement about the Phillies. Maybe I'll send it to you. Make sure you you know check it for Dykstra's another one who says very controversial things, and I and I love Lenny Dykstra. He's another one. He texts me. Uh, he sends me sends me DMs all the time, and he's great. But again, he's a conservative. He he puts out all kinds of things. Like he 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 goes after Richard Marks a lot, the singer, <laughs> which I think is hysterical. <laughs> um, <coughs> he's standing with Israel. He says all the right things. He's going after. Uh, in fact, he retweeted Eli Lake, who's often on the show, because Harvard students leave a. Le- this is a Babylon Bee thing, but it's not a parody. Harvard students leave a lecture on microaggressions to attend a Kill the Jews rally. It's a true story, and Lenny Dykstra retweeted that from our buddy Eli Lake, who's on the show. I think Lenny's another one who's a great baseball player who, again, is because of his politics, is completely looked over. I hear you, but I, given his accolades, even within the game, he's a Hall of Very Good. A Hall of Very Good. Yeah, I think Schilling definitely has a Hall of Fame case. Lenny, not so much. Yeah. But the politics definitely wouldn't help him in any, any I think Dykstra, you, come on, what, what, DeSantis, you don't know a damn thing about sports. Yeah, you don't I got, ask look, me anything. Yeah, I, I got several people saying Lenny Dykstra would be, absolutely should be in. A Phillies, you know, Hall of Famer, Wall of Famer, that's fine. But talking baseball, no, he doesn't have enough. He, he doesn't have 2,000 hits even. Uh, he doesn't have 100 career home runs. Well, Tom Hoskins did make a great point. He did make a better Batman than Ben Affleck. Was he Batman? Well, there's a Sports Illustrated cover from, (coughs) excuse me, what is this now? June 4th, 1990. Believe it, Lenny Dykstra of the Phillies is hitting over 400, and it says Batman. (laughs) So, just saying. But look, I mean, either way, there's there's certainly, I think, Dykstra has the other problem, too, which is his politics also are an issue. You said it. The baseball writers are a bunch of woke lefties, and they're not going to ever give him yeah. his due. So we we agreed on three things today. Kurt Schilling, Pete Rose, and Lenny Dykstra all deserve respect. Right? They need more. More of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to wear a Pete Rose jersey. My two favorite jerseys that I like wearing. All right. So obviously my Zioli jersey. But you know, I mean, Vince Papali, who is a listener of this show, One of the highest honors is when Vince Papali told me that he listens to this show. He's a P1. He's in the Zioli Army. That is awesome. That's amazing. That's that's incredible, actually. It's one of those things where when Patrick and I first watched Invincible, I had to stop the movie 47 times to tell him that that guy listens to my show. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you made the movie all about you. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, every time every time Mark Wahlberg did something in the movie, it's like, buddy, you know that that so he's playing Vince Papali. Vince listens to my show. He's like, Dad, you just told me that two seconds ago. I'm like, I'm just saying. But no, Vince Papali, in fact, the last time that I talked to Vince, uh, he he had on Dawn's show in the background, he listens to twelve ten all day. That's awesome. He's the best. He's cool. the greatest. And I love that guy. And I'm trying to find a Vince Papali uh, retro jersey. Because now, you know, the retro jerseys are all in now. Yeah, the Kelly Green. But they don't have them. I got I yeah. guess I got a special order. Or that's a, yeah, that's a tough one to find, I'd say. But I'm going to get it. I'm going to make it happen. And now you see more Pete Rose jerseys at the ballpark. Not that I'm equating the two guys. I'm just saying, like, you know. Papali is the man, though. He's the. I don't. I, I can't say Pete Rose listens. I can't say Kurt Schilling listens. I know Lenny Dykstra texts me and he listens to me when I fill in for Levin. Since we're making it all about me, but Vince Papali is probably listening to the show right now. Like, how cool is that? Hey, Vince. Mister Invincible. How's it going? It looks like you can get a Vince Papali jersey from his website, and he'll even autograph. Well, then I'm going to do that right now. It's Done. Reasonably priced too, actually. Done. That's it. Done. Look at us. Just making things happen. <laughs> you can tell that it's Thursday and I've had it with the news of the world where I'm already now just talking about it's, buying a Vince Papali jersey. I mean, it's been a depressing week. Oh, has it been a depressing... I was talking to Jimmy Fallon about this today because Jimmy's got his big comedy show tomorrow night. We're going to be at the Grand Hotel in KMA. He's filming his first live stand-up special in New York and he invited me, of course, but um, Ooh, can't go. What's he posting it on, do you know? I, well, I don't know if he's doing it. I think it's they're recording it. And then right, yeah. And put then it they on edit Fox Nation. And, oh, put it on Fox Nation. Okay. Yeah, so he invited me to come see it, and I can't do it, but I, but we were texting back and forth about it. He's going to try to check in tomorrow, but he said, this is a great night to do a comedy show because everybody needs a friggin' break. And I said, you nailed it, True. 100%. Yep. That's why, thank God, the Phillies are playing right now. I mean, I, I, really, I mean, this has been, in all the years I've been doing talk radio, this has probably been one of the most depressing weeks in radio. It's, and I've only, and I, I wasn't even on Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, usually I look forward th- uh, to going through the news every night, seeing what's there. But uh, this week, oh, it's, it's been a chore. It's been a chore. And it's been, it's, it's it, you know, I don't, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I do know that tomorrow at the Grand Hotel, we are going to do our best to make it a fun show. And to do that, I believe that the chef will be bringing me my first bourbon at 3.02 p.m. <laughs> so we can, we can get through it. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I got this cough today. I don't, it's just allergies. Don't worry about it. I don't think it's COVID. Or maybe Ugh, it's COVID. Who cares? Stay away from me. That's fine. You'll suck it up. You'll be fine. Got glass in between us. We're yeah, fine. you'll be all right. I was in the studio with him earlier. Eh, what are you going to do? Cry me a river. Ugh. What are you going to do? Build up your immune system. It's like George Carlin used to say, germs. <laughs> Uh, 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. That's what you got to do with NJ diet. 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. You will lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJ diet. They use your hair, saliva, and blood work along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. So you can finally lose that weight. Then NJ diet uses DNA info to help you keep it off. Best of all, it's contractually guaranteed. You are fully supervised the entire time to make sure you are burning fat, not just losing water. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. There's absolutely no shots, no hormones, and no surgery. Locations are close by in King of Prussia, Newark, Delaware, and Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Call 855-5NJ-DIET, 855-5NJ-DIET, or go to njdiet.com. 
40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds. And it works and it works for you. And it's guaranteed with NJDiet.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. All right. So the reason I have to um, try to lighten things up is because the news is very, very depressing, including that Iranian backed militias are now threatening to strike at U.S. targets according to National Review. And this is what I mean. It's a uh, freaking depressing time right now. But you know my philosophy of talk radio, and you've been with me for a long time now. I've been doing this for 10 years. My strategy is always to ebb and flow, you know, bob and weave a little bit. So I'll give you the serious. I gave an impassioned 30-minute monologue today about Israel's right to exact revenge against Hamas. And I just talked about, you know, Lenny, Lenny Dykstra and Vince Papali for 30 minutes. I... I go wherever, wherever I go and whatever I got to do, and it's just uh, driven by purely instinct at this point. God give it instinct. I can't control it. Truly, I don't. Um, but, I mean, part of it is to keep you sane, and I, I have to keep myself sane. I mean, this is craziness right now. We're talking about the head of a prominent Iranian-backed militia group in Iraq is now threatening to attack U.S. military bases should America intervene in the ongoing war between Hamas and Israel. Just hours after the aircraft carrier, the USS Gerald Ford arrived in the eastern Mediterranean on Tuesday. You know, tomorrow this is October 13th. We're going to be live at the Grand Hotel and we're going to be fine. Everybody's going to be OK. We're going to be Cape May. But, you know, the, the, the wackos, the, uh, the, the Islamo Nazis, they're, they're all threatening to kill us tomorrow in America, too. And you got to think about all these people coming in over the southern border. Ahmad Abu Hussein al-Hamidawi who's head of the Khatib Hezbollah militia, said our missiles, drones, and special forces are ready to direct qualitative strikes at the American enemy in its bases and disrupt its interests if it intervenes in this battle. Hamid Dawi also threatened to launch missiles at Israeli targets and called on fellow Iraqis to collect donations to support Hamas terrorists who, just days ago, massacred nearly a thousand Israeli civilians and brutalized thousands more, including women, children, and the elderly. The U.S. currently has 2,500 troops stationed in Iraq and an additional 900 in neighboring Syria who have been tasked with advising and assisting local forces in their effort to contain the Islamic State. So this is what I mean. I mean, you know, the, the fight is, and this is why all these ridiculous college kids and all these people who are out there in college campuses, all the crap that is said by these woke bastards on college campuses, they have no idea that Hamas and Hezbollah would love to kill them too. You know, there's one thing about having a conversation about the United States meddling in foreign policy and another thing to understand that the people there are not motivated by simply getting the United States out of the Middle East. They want to get rid of Israel too. But Israel has a right to exist. Whether college kids on Harvard think it does or not, Israel has a right to exist. Israelis have a right to exist. And Israel has a right to defend itself. And they won't stop with the destruction of Israel. They won't stop with the eradication of the Jewish race. They will not stop with the, they, like I've told you, will go after Christians. They'll go after the, the Muslim infidels as well. And they know this. I know this and you know this because we're smart people and we pay attention to the news. And we're not driven by emotion like these people are. And, you know, we're also acknowledging something here, which is that what, what we're seeing here, what's happening, and this is why I try to also kind of weave in 
things that will not just drive you crazy all the time is because you listen to this Israeli mom whose kids were abducted by Hamas and she goes after NBC's MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell. And I'm glad she did. She's an Israeli woman, 12 and 16 year old sons were abducted by Hamas terrorists. And, you know, as usual, she tries to make it about sympathy for Palestine because she can't help herself because this is what this is what the corporate media does. And this is what lefties like Andrea Mitchell do. Cut five. What are your feelings about the 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 attacks against Gaza right now? Um, how can I must the government say that, look, you, you're looking for for a symmetrical situation? And I must say it isn't. Um, if you were dealing with a, a war who is between two countries, countries don't take children hostages. I'm sorry. It's against the laws of war. It's against humanity. It's against anything that we all believe in. Every time we had missiles uh, shot at us, I used to say to my children that they should be sympathetic towards the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do. I'm not sure I still believe in it now. And I must say, the only worry I have now from uh, the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there. And I can't be sympathetic anymore. I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings. Well, they're not really human beings who came into my house, broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. Israel never done that and will never do. <clears throat> exactly right. Um, exactly right. That's good for her for speaking out. Good for her. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So much more to come. We're just getting warmed up. We got 30 minutes of nonstop talk coming up straight for you. Don't go away. So good to be back with you. It is the day we've all been waiting for tonight for the Phillies to end it once and for all. And our buddies are down live at Citizens Bank Park. Dan Borowski and Anthony Dorenzo. Gentlemen. Hey. Richard, you got the jersey on and all. Look at you. Yeah, you're My looking beautiful, goodness. man. Look at that. See that? Oh, you got Zioli. <laughs> what's, what's it say? Three plus six? Uh, three to six. This is back when I was to, three to six. Oh. Oh, Before okay. I went to Mugos and then back to anymore, We got... We got to get that fixed, Rich. We got to get a new jersey on you. <laughs> I agree. Uh, guys, listen, we're fired up. I mean, last night was one of the best games I've ever seen before. It's freaking awesome. Right? I mean, this lineup did everything they could and more. And really, let's bring it. This is that simple. Bryce Harper is as clutch as anyone has ever been in sports. He's the next Kobe Bryant. I literally don't even know who else to compare him to. He's that clutch. These big moments. I mean, it's the first multiple home run game. Uh, they've tied the MLB home run record. Can we make a statement? right now if Bryce wins the World Series he is a better Philly than Mike Schmidt Whoa. I mean he's he's in the top three I think he's in the top three this he's right there with like Nick Foles Brian Dawkins <laughs> Jason Kelsey he's but up you there. keep naming people there. who play different sports and even I know that so when, can well, we just yeah, focus yeah, on other yeah. baseball players? Well, I'm just saying beloved Phillies. I mean, he. I guess if you want to go baseball, he's. I think he's going to be right there next to like Chase Utley, Mike Schmidt. I mean, the goats, the people that we always mention when we talk about these moments. Yeah, look, I mean, last night was was incredible. My favorite, of course, is as he's rounding the bases and he's giving the uh, the, the hairy eyeball to the player yep, from. Right, to yeah, Arcia, it was great. yeah, the shortstop, awesome. yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so we're live here, Rich. Uh, Citizens Bank Wayman, right outside the ballpark. We got food trucks. We have a Budweiser bar. We have live bu- music. We have a carnival wheel or a Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. Uh, that's what, that's what's going on. I still can't get that thing right, man. No. Uh, but I, I want to point something out. If you're watching the stream, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Like and subscribe. We are live we're there live. as well. And you'll you'll see a beautiful shot of Rich there right in the center. And you'll also see Anthony's wearing all black today, Anthony. And why are you wearing all black? In honor of the Braves' death, I'm wearing wearing black sweatpants, black shoes, and a black t-shirt tonight it's because it's all over it's for funeral. the Braves. Regular season team, it's done. <laughs> if you're going in there tonight, you better scream as loud as you possibly can. I might be throwing up during Kale and Company tomorrow, but it's fine. We'll be good. Let's go, Phil. Rich, come out and enjoy. Well, you can't come out and enjoy us, but listeners, come on <laughs> down. Uh, we are right here, Citizens Bank Way. Uh, I think we got to step aside, though, because there's a fantastic person coming up on the Rich Zioli Show, huh? Uh, no, you guys have plenty of time. Look, I'm enjoying the conversation. No, okay. I, want, I wish I was down there. I'm jealous. I really do. I wish I was with you guys. Uh, now, Dan and Anthony, you guys do your podcast, The Other Side. And where can mm-hmm. people yes. hear it? Uh, you can look it up on the Odyssey app. You can always find it there. We usually stream our episodes also on the 1210 YouTube page. And you can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. We're going to be doing that weekly here leading up to exciting election year. Hopefully we get into some local coverage as well with the mayor's race um, and, and all that kind of stuff. But for sure, also sports-centric. Always talk about streaming, movies, all that kind of stuff. A little stuff. nerd culture, too. Yeah, a little Coming bit. My, from my way. Right. Yeah. It's kind of everything we like talking about. So. And, and yesterday, you know, we try to keep it light, keep it fun. And you teed off on Josh Shapiro yesterday, Dorenzo. Yeah. Do you want to tee yeah. off on anybody, on any other politicians right now from the ballpark? Uh, Are you good? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anyone in mind. No? Uh, but okay. tonight, it better, it, it better not be Jim Kenny throwing out the first pitch. Or I'm gonna have an, I'll have another rant for you next week if that's the case. <laughs> don't, don't goad me into going off on Krasner, Rich. I, I, I don't need that right now. Yeah, no, we, don't, we definitely don't need that. We want to just have fun tonight. No, I mean, we need this. Look, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, who is the starting pitcher tonight? Oh, we got Alvarez. Suarez, or right? no, Suarez. Suarez. Yeah, what am I Suarez. saying? Alvarez is the one who's the reliever. But Suarez again, I think they're going to treat him the same way they did game one with treating him almost as a closer. He'll probably pitch, I would say, max four innings. But the bullpen's built for that. Nola did what he needed to do yesterday. He went seven innings, had a, a few strikeouts. I think he had over six strikeouts. So I, I, he gave the bullpen what they needed, and tonight they have the ammunition to shut down the Braves, even if they get to some of these pitchers. Awesome. All right, great. So listen, we're going to check back with you guys in a little bit. Uh, it is uh, a lot of fun down at Citizens Bank Parkway. People are starting to line up. First pitch at 8.07. Guys, keep up the good good work. Don't don't tease me about the food trucks, though, because I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Pete's Crab Fries right across the way, man. Uh, has your name on it. I can smell yeah. them from here. I can smell it them from the only right there on it. I see it. All right, boys. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.